Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise today. Come on. Amen and amen. I don't know about you, but anybody here, you absolutely love your pastors. Come on, I think we can do better than that. Why don't we make some noise if you love the pastors of this incredible church? Unbelievable. Ten years in. My God. And uh, we love this couple so much. And I don't know why God loves you so much, but he does, to allow uh, this couple to be your pastors. I don't know about you, but God could have sent them anywhere around the globe, but he loved you so much that he sent them here. And I think if the first 10 years were any indication to what God is about to do, oh, you better buckle up, sweetie. The best is yet to come. Come on, anybody excited to celebrate next weekend? Amen and amen. Oh, come on, I'm excited. Go ahead and find a place to sit down. Amen and amen. And if you have a Bible, uh, you can go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And I cannot emphasize this enough. It is such a huge honor to, uh, to be here. And uh, like Pastor said, I've been here coming for a number of, of years in the month of December. And uh, I got to admit, every time I get off that plane, uh, the air is um, it's very unfamiliar. In fact, we were riding in the, in the car on the way to the hotel, and uh, you know, I rolled down the window just because I wanted to breathe in that air. It's a little bit cold, but I just I, we don't have that kind of air in L.A., okay? We have other people's air in L.A. Y'all got your own air out here in Montana. But uh, it is just, it's an honor to be here. And uh, we love this house so much. And I'm not just saying this. Next weekend, uh, I'm going I'm to invite you and beg you to come. It's going to be unbelievable to look at what God has done. But also, I believe, it's going to give us faith to go forward into the future. And uh, these are special, special weekends where we can look back. But I believe that next weekend, we're going to be looking ahead. And uh, one more time, we should put our hands together. Thank God for his faithfulness, all that he's done in our lives and in our church. And, you know, it's been a while since I've been with you. Since I've been with you, we had another child. So we've been fruitful and multiplying in our home. People asked me the other day, they said, do you, do you like kids that much? You keep having them. I said, no, but I love my wife now. Come on. And uh, we have a five-year-old daughter named Georgia. And I want to say thank you uh, to so many people in this community that have stood with us and uh, prayed for our, uh, our five-year-old daughter with special needs. And thank you so much. And, and our three-year-old, you know, he needs Jesus just as much as the five-year-old. But uh, we have a wonderful son named Winston Charles Veach. He's a three-year-old in the newest edition. His name is Maverick Montgomery Veach. People ask, well, where do you get all these southern names? <laughs> you know, well, I always wanted to be black, and I always wanted to be a preacher, so holler at your boy if you see him in the church, okay? <laughs> so come on, God's been good to us. Has God been good to you? Come on, one more time. I think we ought to thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Any married folks in the house today? Any happily married folks in the house today? Okay. Uh, my wife and I, we celebrated eight years of marriage this year, and uh, we just feel like God has been so good, and uh, the best is yet to come. Amen? Are you there in your Bible? Acts chapter 2, 
And uh, for sake of time, I'm going to jump right in the second installment of this awesome series that we're in called Keep the Change. And I know that um, it's always exciting to start a new year, but really what we're talking about in this series is not just making resolutions, but it's making decisions, even as the Bible teaches us to, I love this, the Bible says, make a vow before the Lord and keep it. What we're really trying to do as a community is rally around this thought that this change is not just, well, it's not just on pen and paper, but it's actually solidified in our hearts. We're making the decision before the Lord. God, I want to change as a parent. I want to change as a business owner. I want to change as a, as a sibling. Whatever the change is for you this year, we're believing that the Bible is true. And the Bible teaches us, I can do all things, come on church, through Christ that strengthens me. You know, you can't do these changes on your own. But when you get God in your corner, and you get God teaching you how to live a godly life, making these changes. I know for me this next year, I'm changing my diet, and I'm changing my workout routine. I might flirt with leg day this next year. <laughs> Stop staring at my kneecaps. I said I'm flirting with leg day. I haven't made the decision, so I'm not keeping that change. Yeah, come on. We're going to read here in Acts chapter 2, but be before we do, let me just lay a groundwork for what we're about to read. Now, if you're new to church, we want to say welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Come on, put your hands together for everybody that's come. Maybe for the first time this year, the first time in a long time, welcome to church. We believe at this church, you can come just as you are. We believe at this church, you're going to do a whole lot of laughing because here at Fresh Life, we believe church should be enjoyed not endured. You might have endured some church services. You're not going to endure nothing today. So welcome. And just so we're all working from the same premise, let me lay a groundwork in the scriptures that we're about to read. Now, our theology is that we believe that God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and his only son. We believe that God became man in the form of Jesus that Jesus lived a perfect, blameless life for 33 years. After 33 years, we believe that nobody took his life, but that he actually gave his life. He laid down his life by dying a brutal death on the cross for our sins. Anybody thankful this weekend that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins? Come on, some of you ought to be a little bit more excited than that, that Jesus paid it all. Now again, we believe. We believe that Jesus did this for our past, present, and even our future sins. So our theology, once again, is that Jesus, nobody made him. Nobody forced him. Though he was God, he became man, and he died on the cross for the sins of the world. Interestingly enough, our theology is that even though he went down to the earth, we believe that death couldn't defeat him and the grave couldn't hold him down. Anybody at Fresh Life believe that Jesus rose from the grave in the resurrection? Oh, come on, y'all getting me excited already. I haven't even read the Bible yet. So we believe he died and he, he rose from the grave. After three days, he gets up out the grave. He defeats death and sin. He gets the keys to everlasting life and he gets up. Now, the Bible teaches us that after he gets up out the grave for 40 days, he hangs out with his, um, 
his holy helpers, his, his disciples, for 40 days before he goes back to heaven where there is insanely fast Wi-Fi and great air conditioning. Before he goes back to heaven, he spends 40 days with the disciples teaching them what, what death and resurrection truly means. He's showing them something, isn't he? He's revealing to them exactly what this all means. And before they go start the movement, which we are a part of today, the church, Jesus teaches them about waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. In fact, watch what he says. He says, guys, you cannot leave this city, Jerusalem, which at the time is a place of utter chaos, the last place any believer would want to be. He says, guys, you cannot leave Jerusalem until the promise of the Holy Spirit is fulfilled. Now, this is amazing. Jesus has been hyping this Holy Spirit guy up for so long. John chapter 14 through John 16, Jesus keeps hyping this thing up. He says things like this. He says, guys, it's to your advantage that I go away. He says, something better than me is coming. This guy, when he comes, he's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to lead you into truth. He's going to remind you of everything I've ever spoken. He keeps hyping this guy up. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you right now. If I was one of the disciples and Jesus kept looking at me and being like, someone better than me is coming, I would have looked at Jesus and been like, yeah, right, Jesus. Something better than you is coming. Yeah, right. Can the next guy walk on water? Can the next guy do the wine thing? Because remember that one time we was at the party and we ran out of wine and you took the smart water bottle and was like, boom, Cabernet. Can the next guy do the wine thing? Because if he can't do the wine thing, he's not better than you, Jesus. Jesus has been hyping the Holy Spirit for so long. Let's read together here out of the message translation, Acts chapter 2. Verse number one says, when the feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread throughout their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. Come on, blood and thunder. Hello. Hello, church. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on. And they kept saying, aren't all these Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia. Let me just pause right there. If you're ever reading the Bible and you don't know how to enunciate what the Bible's saying, just fake it till you make it. That's what I'm doing right now, okay? So uh, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belong to Cyrene. Immigrants from Rome, both Jews, Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs, they're speaking our own languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail or any of it. They talked back and forth confused. What is going on here? Others joked around, don't even worry about it. They're just drunk on cheap wine. Isn't it amazing that when the promise and the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit came, it broke out such joy and laughter that the world couldn't figure it out. They thought the church was drunk. But how many of you know, you and I know, that when God gets a hold of your life, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. 
come on, you can't help yourself. Even if they can't figure it out, I'm not drunk on cheap wine. It's just I found grace and it changed me. I want to preach a message. And uh, you can write down the title. It's the second installment of this awesome series. You can write down today's uh, message title. It's called, I Got an Agent. I Got an Agent. And I'm going to believe right now that as we pray, that God will speak to us. He'll open up our eyes. He'll open up our ears. And we'll understand his love in new heights and new levels that we never could imagine. Amen? Father, thank you so much for all your goodness and grace. God, thank you that you are for us and not against us. We ask that you would open up our eyes so we can see Jesus. Open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do in these moments and in this setting. We're thanking you in advance for all the good things you have planned for us this year. We start by saying yes and amen to your will and to your ways. And God, we're thanking you that this next year, our football team, whatever that football team is, is going to win the Super Bowl. God, we know there's a lot of discord in the church this day, these days with the Bronco fans and the Cowboy fans, but we know you love the Seahawks the most. And so we bless them right now in Jesus' name. And we all said together, amen. we're going to need a little bit more faith in that church. And we all said together, amen. And amen. Keep the change. Um, I, I don't know if, if this is you. This is your natural inclination. Let me just uh, see your hand. If you are naturally a hype person, let me just see your hand. You're naturally just kind of of an excited person, kind of hype things up. Let me just, it, 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 it's very rare that hype people just can, can just put their hand up. Usually they're like, whoa, yes, that's me. I'm a hype person. I, I have to admit, as you can tell by my leg stance, um, I am a hype person. Um, just, it's just natural for me. It's just kind of, it's, it's who you are. It's just who I am. And um, I'm, I, I like to hype stuff up. Hype people are my favorite because they're always hyping stuff up. Like if they go to a coffee shop, they have to tell everybody, I just went to the bestest, greatest, most wonderful brand new coffee shop ever. Like they just, if they meet a new friend, they're like, oh my gosh, have you met Rick? Rick is so funny. Like I never know why hype people don't ever meet smart people. They only meet funny people. Anyways, but, but they just hype stuff up. This is a problem in our home because I'm a hype person and my wife is half hype. And so we just walk around the house and like we're hyping each other up and she's Hype. We just, we're hype house. Anyways, the, the other day, my wife came home, and she knows that even though I'm half Mexican, that my favorite food in the whole world is Mediterranean food. I love, like, you give me some pita and some hummus, revival, okay? So spirit break out. We're going to have revival. So my wife comes home the other day, and she says, babe, I found the bestest, the greatest is the most wonderful new Mediterranean place that I've ever had. You, you, you have to try it. I looked at my wife. I said, woman, go and get the food that you speak of right now. <laughs> so she knows that I don't like to eat Mediterranean food at the restaurant. Like, I, I, I want to have it at the house because when I get all up in that thing, like, I want to be by myself. So she goes, she gets the food, she brings it back to the house. I'm at the house. I'm halfway through the plate of Mediterranean food. Halfway through, I drop my fork and I look at my wife. Said, babe, you didn't tell me the half of how good this place is. It's like, go and get more. Like, I was just so excited. I, I couldn't believe that what she had hyped up delivered. 
want to encourage you today. Jesus was hyping the Holy Spirit because he knew that he would deliver. Come on, anybody thankful today that Jesus was excited about something that was going to deliver the promise and the fulfillment of the Holy Ghost. Now, why was Jesus so excited? Now, you have to understand, Jesus understood at this point of history that up to this moment, he could only be one man at one place at one time. But his death and resurrection unleashed the Holy Spirit to be inside of us. That now he was going to be at all places with all people at all times. That, that the same spirit that raised him from the dead, we believe now dwells within you. Now I'm telling you today, you got an agent. And Jesus was ecstatic. I'm going to give you a few things. In fact, four things to write down today to encourage you in your faith. Wherever you're at on the faith journey, you can be encouraged about the promise of the Holy Spirit, who I believe can help us change more than anybody else, that when you understand why Jesus was excited, you understand these things. Write down the first point this weekend. That the Holy Spirit is our active agent. He is the ultimate helper. This is what I love about him. He is actually the ultimate helper in our world. He is an active agent. Now watch the role of the Holy Spirit in your, in your life. Here's the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will comfort you. He will even convict you. How many are thankful this weekend that when you sin, you feel conviction? By the way, condemnation is from the devil. It drives you away from God. Conviction is from the Holy Ghost. It drives you to God. So the Holy Spirit, watch what he does. He is the ultimate helper. He leads you into truth. He guides you. He comforts you. He reminds you of things that have been spoken. He reminds you of who Jesus is. He points you to Jesus. He is the ultimate helper. He is an active agent. I love that he is so active. Our Holy Spirit works the day shift and the night shift. You ever know somebody in your world that all they do is work? They're like a workaholic. I have this friend back in Los Angeles, and I'm telling you, all this person, all they ever do is work. They'll work the day shift, get a couple hours off in the middle of the day, and they'll go work the night shift. We can never do anything. We can never go anywhere. We can't have any fun together because all this person does is work. Can I encourage you today? All the Holy Spirit does in your life is work. He's working the day shift. He's working the night shift and the midnight shift. By the way, the Holy Spirit doesn't work on you when you start coming to church. The Holy Spirit is working on you even in your work. Worst moments, even when you feel so dark, even when you feel like you can't make the change, even when you feel like a failure from the change, the Holy Spirit will remind you. He will speak to you. He is an active agent. Now, again, I told you, you know, that our church is in Hollywood. We're, we're, in, we're in West Hollywood. That's where our church meets. And uh, in our church, we call them Young Hollywood. Like people that have moved from Pennsylvania to Ohio, from maybe Montana, they have moved to Hollywood to, to make it. They want to, they want to be actors. They want to be models. They want to sing. They want to, they want to be in the industry. We have so many young Hollywood people in our church. I will often ask them, how's it going? You know, how you doing? You doing all right? Because they're all like waiters and waitresses, but they want to be big. And I'm like, how you doing? It will, it will surprise you how many of them will have this reply. A lot of them will look at me and they say, you know, just had to fire my agent. And I'm like, you just, you fired your agent? Like you just got rid of him? Yeah, I had to get rid of him, you know, just wasn't working out. And I'm like, what, what do you mean wasn't working out? You know, my agent should have gotten me this and I should be here in my career and 
I felt like they were working hard for so-and-so, but they weren't working hard for me. Can I encourage you in your faith? you got an active agent. He's working hard on your life. He's working hard on your home. He's working hard on your children. Come on, somebody, I thank God today. He's the ultimate helper. He's an active agent. He's doing the day shift, the night shift, the midnight shift, guiding you, comforting you, leading you, reminding you, convicting you. Come on, somebody ought to thank God that we've got an ultimate helper. He's an active agent. And, and notice, notice what the Holy Spirit does when he, when he shows up in your life. Notice what he says to you. In fact, write down number two. The Holy Spirit knows how to speak your language. Now, I love this. About Did you, did you hear the scriptures that we read in Acts chapter 2? It says Jesus told the guys, I'm going back to the Wi-Fi, and I'm going to be up there, you know, with the great air conditioning. And don't you leave Jerusalem until the, the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes. These guys are scared out of their minds. So you know what they do? They, they do the godly thing. They go to the Holiday Inn. They get a room on the eighth floor. They are huddled up together. They are singing with acoustic guitars, oceans from the top of their lungs. They're just in this little Holiday Inn. Spirit, leave me with my trust with a like they're just, they're singing it. The Bible says all of a sudden like a mighty rushing wind. Because I encourage you this year, all of a sudden you might be going one way. But the Holy Spirit's going to show up like a mighty rushing wind and say I'm redirecting some things. I'm shifting some things. I'm speaking to you about some things. Come on, anybody ready this year for some mighty rushing wind moments? <laughs> Unexpectedly. You know, I love that God will show up on his schedule, not yours. Be ready this year for God to show up. You think the change was going to happen through this avenue? God shows up unexpectedly all the time. And these guys are on the eighth floor at the Holiday Inn singing out their lungs. And all of a sudden, the Feast of Pentecost shows up. And the Holy Spirit falls on them. Did you notice what happened when the Holy Spirit showed up? The Parthians and the Medes and the Mesopotamians and the Cappadocians and the Romans and, the, and all the people. It says people came from all over the world to the Holiday Inn and they said, hold up, wait a minute. We hear God being spoken in our language. Because when God starts talking, he always talks in your language. God knows how you need to hear it, when you need to hear it, why you need to hear it. We do not serve the God of confusion. That's why Jesus said, my sheep will recognize my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Yeah, you, ever, you ever watch any of these cartoons that are out now, these Disney cartoon movies? And you, and you know, there's all these celebrity voices. We, we, went, we went the other day, we took the family to the movies. We went and saw Finding Dory. You know, we, we, you know, or, and we, we, uh, uh, we, we, you know, spent the $500 to get into the movie theater and we, we're sitting there and, and uh, we're sitting there watching the movie and I could recognize one of the voices. I, I knew it was one of the, but I refused to go to Google because I feel like Google's just like, I'm failing at life. I just got to go to Google. I'm like, I'm going to figure this thing out. So I'm sitting, you ever sit and watch these, one of these uh, comedy, uh, little, little cartoon ones and you're just like, oh, I'm going to figure out this voice. And finally, it was after like 10 minutes, I was like, I, it's the dad from Modern Family. I figured it out. Can I encourage you when God starts talking, you won't have to squint. You won't have to try and figure it out. You'll say, I know this is the voice of my shepherd. I know this is the voice of my father. This is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling, that's not the devil. That's not me. That's God that's talking to me. The Holy Spirit knows how to speak your language. You ever be with someone socially 
and they start talking and you can't understand a word that they're saying. And so you start faking it like you're making it. And you ever get caught? I remember this one time when I was in high school, I had this, this teammate. He was from Georgia. His name was Ashley. But because his accent was so heavy, we called him Atley. So Atley from Georgia. And we, the, my sophomore year of, of high school basketball, we would split time. We would play two quarters junior varsity and two quarters on the varsity. And we went to every practice together, every game together. On the bus, we were assigned together. And, and I'm telling you, the whole, my whole sophomore year, the whole year I was with, with Atley. We would be on the bus, and Atley would start to talk and he would be in mid-conversation and I'll just look at him like this. <laughs> like I have not, I'm making out one out of every five words that you're saying. And, yeah, and then, and then he'd catch me like, bro, like I just said that my dog died. Oh, like it's the worst because you couldn't understand what he was saying. I want to encourage you. This year, when it comes to change in your world, the Holy Spirit knows how to pinpoint areas that he wants to address and talk to you about. He knows how to bring up this. And it will not be confusing. It will not be abstract. It will not be weird. It will be in your language. I am thankful today that he is an ultimate helper. He is an active agent. And he knows how to speak my language. Come on, God's talking to you. He's talking to me. He's talking to us. Come on, we ought to thank God today that he's speaking our language. Parents, can I encourage you? The Holy Spirit will talk to your children. You don't have to berate them. You don't have to belittle them. You don't have to be the voice of God. They have the voice of God. The Holy Spirit. I remember being a kid and growing up in church. I remember being 10 years old, 12 years old, 16 years old, and God talking to me in church. Parents, trust God this year that the Holy Spirit is going to speak. If Jesus got a word when he was 12, your child can get a word when they're 12. And we're going to believe that the Holy Spirit will speak our language. And then watch the difference. He's the ultimate helper. He's an active agent. He's speaking our language. And watch the difference of what the Holy Spirit says versus what the adversary says. In fact, write down number three. The adversary, the devil, all he wants to do is tell you what you're not. But the Holy Spirit wants to come around and tell you how much you are loved by God. Well, let's just go law of opposite. So if the Holy Spirit's over here, ultimate helper, active agent, speaking my language, let's go law of opposite for one moment. The law of opposite is the devil, the thief. Remember, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that he is the accuser of the brethren. So watch what the devil does. The devil stands in front of the, the throne of grace, and he, he wags his little finger and says, God, how dare you try and promote them? Do you know what she's done? Do you know where he's been? Do you know what they've been looking at? Do you know what football team they root for? And he, he, he's the accuser of the brother. The devil himself wants to get in your ear and say, you're never going to keep the change. You said it last year and the year before. You're never going to arrest your weight. You're never going to get over that forgiveness issue. You're never going to get rid of that addiction. You're never, you're never, you never do it. You're worthless. You're, you're, you're full. He wants to bring condemnation. He wants to bring shame. All the adversary wants to do is tell you what you're not. But the Holy Spirit 
wants to throw his arm around you and tell you, do you know how much you are loved by God? Come on, anybody thankful today that you got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Say, oh, you can, you can keep the change this year. You can make that decision. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, come on, this is just the beginning. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You're the head and not the tail. Oh, I'm telling no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive the things that God has. Come on, anybody thankful this year, in 2017, the Holy Spirit throwing his arm around you, saying you can keep the change. Somebody give God some praise. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to put his arm around you. Watch what he does. You ever, you ever have that elderly person in your, in your church or your life that could put their arm around you and bring you in a little bit tight? And the Holy Spirit comforts you and says, do you realize you're doing better than you think you are? Do you realize the plan we have for you in 2017? The Holy Spirit wants to tell you how much you are loved by God. Don't you listen to that devil. Don't you listen to that one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't you listen to that one that says you cannot change. In fact, he's right. You can't in your own power change. But when the Holy Ghost gets involved, you can make all the changes you want. You can make all, the, and you can keep the change when, when the Holy Ghost is involved. Now, my son, my three-year-old, I love him with all my heart, Winston Charles Veach. He is the best. My son is so fun. We will go out, like, into the backyard, and we'll play sports together. He loves football, basketball, baseball, soccer, golf. And he, he's got about one minute per sport. That's his attention span. And we'll go out in the backyard, we'll play sports, and I'll say to my son, oh, my gosh, you are so athletic. It's crazy. You're such an athlete. My son, we'll go to bed at night. We'll read books. And my, I'll ask him what everything is in the book. And we'll, we'll be laying there in bed. I'll say, son, oh, my gosh, you are so smart. Sundays, he'll come downstairs dressed, you know, his Sunday best. And I'll look at him. I'll say, son, my goodness, you are so handsome. It's ridiculous. You are the most handsome kid in the whole world. I'll come to my son and say, son, who's your best friend? He'll say, daddy, friend. Say, say it again, say it again. Daddy, friend. I wish, I'm telling you as a parent, I wish that I could hire some spirit that wherever my son goes, some spirit would be in his ear. Did you know that your dad calls you his best friend? Did you know your dad thinks you are so smart? Did you know that your dad thinks you are so handsome? Did you know that your dad thinks you are such an athlete? I'm telling you, Jesus was excited because he knew when he went back up to heaven that the spirit of God would be inside of you telling you do you know how much we love you do you know how much we are for you do you know all the good things we got planned for you oh come on anybody thankful today you don't have to shut the door keep out the devil let the holy spirit into your ear telling you who you are now all of this is so awesome but this is not even the only reason why jesus was excited Jesus was not just excited because you would get an agent that would help you and guide you through the morning, afternoon, and, and midnight shift, leading you and guiding you, telling you who you are in a way that you can understand it. This is not just the reason why Jesus was excited. Jesus does not limit this Christianity to what he can do in you. But Jesus was ecstatic because he knew the Holy Spirit was not just a limited work for you, but what he could do through you. 
This is, listen, this, this Christianity thing is not about what I can get. 2017 is not about what I can acquire, what I can obtain, how far I can get my influence or my business. No, this is not about me. This is not about feel good or goosebumps. We can come into church and be like, oh my gosh, Jesus loves me. This is like Coachella. No. This is not like Coachella. And repent after service if you went. No, I'm kidding. But Jesus was ecstatic. Because he knew what was going to happen in you. And he knew the potential of what now can happen through you. And write down point number four, and this is the last point of this weekend. The purpose for the power is for people. What kind of a change are you going to make in your life that only affects you? What kind of New Year's resolution you're going to make that only affects your leg day. But why don't we make some decisions and some changes to say, I'm going to let God do something in me. But I'm never going to limit it to being about me, but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit do some things through me. Now, again, Jesus is 40 days, 40 days with these guys saying, guys, you can't go start the church. You cannot go do, trust me, these streets is real. You cannot go out there until you get the promise of the Holy Spirit. They're in the 8th floor. They're in the Holiday Inn. They got two acoustic guitars singing oceans. The Holy Spirit drops a bomb on them. They get this comforter, this leader, this guider. But Jesus knew that now we can start the church. Because now you don't have just this agent that's, Helping you, but you got an agent that's now working through you. And the Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 14. In fact, chapter 14, verse number 1 says we should eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is that you can have miracles, the gift of faith. You can actually prophesy over people, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. In fact, I believe that when you get the Holy Spirit in your world, all of a sudden, because the Holy Spirit's working in your life, you'll be walking down the mall, you'll see somebody, and you go, wow, I, I never do this. But I feel like God's telling me to walk up to this person and just say, hey, I know I don't know you, but I felt like God wanted me to pray for you, and God wanted me to tell you that whatever's going on in your world, he's in control, and everything's going to be okay. That's moving from God doing stuff in us to letting God doing stuff through us. And Jesus was so excited, wasn't he? Guys, something better than me is coming. What? No, I'm telling you, it's to your advantage that I go away. Why? Because the gospel went from being through one man to now being through all of us. You thought the last 10 years of the church was awesome. What happens if we get a revelation that Jesus wants to do something so profound in our lives, but he wants to do something in our cul-de-sacs, in our homes, in our schools, in our workplace? Come on, anybody feel like having an agent doing something in you, but doing something through you? You'll never be the same. You can keep that change. Change that just happens for you, you might not ever be fulfilled. But you start being used by God and let God do a mighty work through your life. I promise you, you will say, that's the change I've really been desiring. The most fulfilling thing in worship, team, you can come join me. The most fulfilling thing you can do on this planet is being others-minded. Having a heart to serve and to love and to give. The reason why Fresh Life is such a powerful church the reason why we've had 10 years of abundance and fruitfulness 
is because the Holy Spirit has been leading us even in the worst of moments, even in the hardest of times. Even when we didn't know what to do and where to go, here comes the Holy Ghost saying, you're loved by me. Here comes the Holy Ghost again and he's saying, you're going to make it. I know it might not feel like it. I know you might not see it, but tomorrow's coming and I'm in tomorrow. I've already gone before you. Fresh life, I, 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 I declare this in this next year, that there's going to be some people that you might not feel perfect and you might not feel qualified. You might say, well, you know, I, I still am like, I'm over here needing some work on my life. God never uses perfect people. But he takes ordinary folks like you and I. And he's just looking for somebody that would yield their life in such a way. Say, I'll let you do something in me. I know I'm a mess. I know I don't have the answers. I know I don't always have the right thing to say, but guide me. Comfort me, convict me, Holy Spirit, do something that's never been done in my life before. I want that change. And God, if I can be greedy for a moment, I know I'm not from the right pedigree and I don't have the right last name. And God, I know I've made some mistakes, but oh, Jesus, if you just you'd want to be willing to use someone like me I'd lift my hand and make my life available I would um, I would let you have my, my time if you use it and my treasure if you want it and well I know all my talent is from you so I'll just go ahead and lay it all out there these guys are ordinary guys 8th floor holiday inn going like what in the, how did we get chosen we're fishermen and tax collectors God's going, this is it, this is it. This is how I work. This is where I do my best work. I do my best work through people who everybody else said, no way. No, he can't prophesy. He a farmer. There's no way they can give a word of knowledge. They were in sin last year. Yeah, that was last year. I'm keeping change this year. I got a word for somebody. Come on, Fresh Life. Anybody got some faith for 2017 that we're going to a whole nother level? I don't know who I'm preaching to. But I felt like telling somebody, you got an agent, and you can't fire this guy because he's with you in the day, in the night, in the midnight hour. He does not speak confusion over your life, but he puts his arm around you. And he said, I'm telling you what, we got plans for you. And these plans are not just what we can do in you, but we're looking for some folks. We can do something mighty through you. I love, love your pastor so much. Because God has been able to do something through them that only God could do. You know, you ought to live a life where people look at you and say, only God could you. I know who you used to be. And if God can use you, I'm believing God. He can use me. Anybody thankful that you got an agent? Come on. Anybody thankful you got an agent? Come on, let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you that today you are so good. You are so gracious. You are so kind. You are so loving. We remind ourselves of who you are. Thank you that in our worst moments, you are the agent that comes and speaks to us, shapes us, and guides us. We open up our ears and our hearts 
to say whatever change you want to do in us, we say yes and amen to whatever you identify in our world. And God, we're asking you that you would do something so profound that we would even be used by you in such powerful and profound ways. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. Every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today, you've never said yes to Jesus. Again, we believe that he lived a perfect life, died for our sins, rose from the grave to defeat death and to defeat sin. If you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time, I'm going to count to three right now. If you want to say yes, lift up your hand and say, yeah, pray with me. I want to say yes to Jesus and yes to the agent, the Holy Spirit. One, you know exactly who you are. Two, nobody else looking around. But come on, if that's you, three, right now, just lift up your hand. Just lift it up, yep. Just lift it up. Say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm believing that. I'm saying yes. I'm confessing with my mouth what I believe in my heart, that this stuff happened. Jesus is real. And now I've got the Holy Spirit in my life as an active agent. Amen and amen. Amen. Let's all say this prayer out loud together. Say, Father God, thank you so much for the gift of your son. We receive your love. We receive your grace. We say yes and amen. Help us today to hear your voice, understand your path, and to follow you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, can we put our hands together? Make some noise for everybody that made that decision. Come on, let's really make some noise and thank God. Come on, let's keep the change. We love you, church. Thank you so much for joining us for Keep the Change. If at any point during this message you made a decision for Christ, we would love to hear about it. Click on the Know God tab at FreshLifeChurch.com and we'll send you a Kickstart pack that will help you just move forward in your relationship with Christ. If you are impacted by what Fresh Life is doing and would like to give above and beyond what you're giving to your local church for your tithe, please click the Give button at FreshLifeChurch.com to support what God is doing. If you have a story about how God is moving in your life, we would love to hear about it. These stories are a fuel to our fire and really encourage us here at Fresh Life. Please click share your story at freshlifechurch.com or email us at story at freshlifechurch.com.